Right, PTC Cast episode three. We are here today with Chris Saldana. I'm Alex Martin. Um, we're gonna talk about the application of losing fat, um, which is a little bit different than the science of losing fat because you know we can sit here all day and we can talk about, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. But chances are you have a nine to five. Chances are you have other responsibilities. Chances are being the most jacked, shredded human being on the face of planet Earth is not on the top of your totem pole. So there's other things to think about. There's, there's other things going on in your life. And so our goal is to maximize the application of losing fat while still being able to live your life like a normal human being. Yeah, and I guess it all comes down to one formula, yeah? What do you mean? Uh, more movement and less food intake. Yeah, 100%. I mean, at the end of the day, it's gonna come down to caloric balance, but you, you have to keep in mind, like, some people, you know, if we sit here, we talk about caloric balance, like, sure, but is that the same as body composition? Not necessarily. Yeah, no. So, you know, if you want to optimize body composition, you have to be sure you're at a certain adequate protein intake. You have to be sure you're not eating anything, but, you know, you want to be sure your diet is more than just Doritos and milkshakes and, mm -hmm. you know, all these crazy things. I remember, yeah, a long time ago, um, I say a long time ago, it's probably been like six or seven years. It was one of like the first fitness articles I ever read, and it was a story about how I want to say for like a year, a guy ate a pizza every day. He was a power lifter. Yeah. And, um, a whole pizza. Mm -hmm. He did like a whole large pizza every day. But how many calories do you think that is real quick? I don't know, man. And I could, I'm sure I could dig and find it somewhere, but it's, it's been a while since I read it, Yeah. but, um, it was super interesting because everything else he ate through the day was just like super micronutrient dense. It wasn't very carb heavy. It wasn't very fat heavy. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was really interesting because it was essentially like he was eating perfectly clean aside from a pizza a day. Yeah. So like pretty intense, but at the end of his whole, you know, year long experiment or whatever, like he had actually lost body fat and he had really stronger in the process. Yeah. So it's really interesting that some people can like handle these, these not so clean foods in like certain quantities. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, dude, if I go and have a pizza, man, I'm, I'm farting, I'm shitting all over the place. Oh and, yeah. And, dude, it tears me up. To yeah, have it's definitely like that. a person to person thing. Cause yeah. I know for like, there's some things that I can't eat that's unhealthy that I'll actually wake up weighing less the next day and I'll wake up, um, you know, just feeling more tight the next day and looking more tight. But there's also some things that, you know, will have less amount of calories sure. and, you know, technically be less unhealthy, but my digestive system cannot handle it Yeah, and I'll be just it'll feel horrible right you know, bloated right gassy um the toilet like all of that right so it's kind of one of those things that we can sit here and we can say yeah it's it's caloric balance and like at its core yes it is caloric balance but like if you're going to wreck your digestion if you're not sleeping if you're not training like you have to kind of keep all these other things in the back of your pocket it's, it's really not as simple as okay i burn 2,000 calories a day i can eat 1500 calories a day of whatever doritos and milkshakes and you yeah, know just these five exactly yeah. it's like yeah sure you, you could mm. you could but how are you going to feel how are you going to look is that is that really how you want to approach it so yeah. when it comes to um losing weight then what should we prioritize um in my opinion when you're looking to lose body fat number one the main thing you want to be looking at is your protein intake assuming you're someone who resistance trains and cares about 
their physique and, and trying to build strength and mm -hmm. trying to build a better physique is you have to be conscious of your protein intake. Yeah. So for everybody, you want to start at at least 0.82 grams per body pound. Okay. But what a lot of people I find that I coach um, aren't anywhere close to that. So usually I start them at somewhere a little bit more like kind of honestly just a random dart dependent upon how much I think they eat a day. So, you know, 80 grams, 100 grams, 120 grams, just, depending on, who, mm -hmm, wow. just depending on who they are. And, That's low, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, well, some people, man, some people I'll check out their food journal and it's like, yeah, you got like 30 grams of protein in the day there, man. So that's just you trying to get them acclimated to actually start consuming more 100%. protein? 100%, yeah, got you. 100%, yeah, because if, you know, the worst thing in the world you can do as a coach is take someone who's at, you know, let's say an F minus and ask them to be an A plus. It's yeah. just not realistic. Man. Unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're not, you're not going to go from eating 30 grams of protein a day to 150 grams of protein a day mm -hmm. or 180 grams of protein a day or something, you know, ridiculous like that. Like it's something that has to be a general buildup. And a lot of people too, like even, I mean, I even have a couple people who, you know, have maybe somewhere between 22 and 2,600 calories to eat. And I'm only asking for like 120, 130 grams of protein. And they struggle with that Yeah. because some people just aren't used to the, the high, you know, protein count, like eating, you know, four to six ounces of chicken at a meal or four to six ounces of steak or salmon or whatever mm -hmm. their meat choices. But like, so for some people, that's just like a totally different ball game. So when it comes to like trying to get somebody to lose some body fat or even build some muscle or, or honestly, like just trying to get them a little bit more cognizant of where they're eating. I always start with like, okay, let's just set some sort of protein minimum. Let's start keeping a food journal and let's set a calorie maximum. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes like certain people, I'll introduce those steps at, at different points, depending on how far along they are in their fitness journey. Yeah. But I typically always start with protein intake. Okay. Mm -hmm. So besides protein intake, um, what about carbs? Because I know people, I feel like there's two types of people when it comes to carbs, there's people like you who, you know, will eat four, like 400 grams of carbs a day. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then, not, I mean, I'm prepping right now, so I'm about half that, but yeah. And got in, you. In, the, in the off season, sure. I mean, about 400 grams of carbs a day. Gotcha. And then there's people like me where, you know, if I'm trying to lose weight, um, there's no way that I can eat, you know, over a hundred grams of carbs because my body just won't handle it. Right. Yeah. Is that just a person to person thing? You know, I, I think that's something that's a little bit more genetic and yeah, a little more person to person. So like, for example, I, um, I had some digestive issues growing up and I actually, I had my gallbladder removed, which helps you digest, you yeah, 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 which helps you digest fats, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like all fine and dandy, but you know, if I try to have some fats on an empty stomach or first thing in the morning, like in the bathroom. It just goes eat. right through you. Yeah, hundred percent. So if I was somebody who was trying to keep my calories up, but trying to keep my carbs at, you know, whatever, a hundred grams, 50 grams, like. I have to fill in that space with either more protein or more fat. Gotcha. Yeah. I can't, I can't eat 400, 500 grams of protein a day, but I still need to have adequate amount of calories. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's just playing around with, uh, your macros, yeah. Mm -hmm. who you are and, and how you start. Now, most people, um, I find are a little bit more carb heavy rather than fat heavy, meaning mm -hmm. like just looking through their fruit journals, like yeah, people are eating. Carbs are a lot more accessible. Now. Uh -huh. and, yeah, exactly. You know, they're cheap. They're easy. Exactly. They taste good. Yeah, they're exactly. Fulfilling. Exactly. So my next step, you know, if someone has nailed the food journal, they've nailed hitting, you know, staying at or under their calorie goal, mm -hmm. which is going to be dependent on person to person, obviously. Or, and once they've nailed hitting their protein minimum, usually my next step there is either to crank up that protein minimum a little bit or start introducing a carb cap. So, you know, that carb cap would be anywhere from, you know, depending on who they are, 100 grams, 200 grams, 300 grams, you know, but it's, mm -hmm, but it, it, it all depends on who they are. But that being said, like, 
typically I introduce that cap because what happens is, okay, if you have these three different variables you're concerned with, right? Which is fats, proteins, and carbs? No, you're right now we're talking about calories, protein, and carbs. Okay, gotcha. Right? So let's say, let's say you have 2000 calories to eat a day. Yep. And I want you to at least 100 grams of protein a day. Mm -hmm. And I want you to eat no more than 150 grams of carbs a day. Mm -hmm. So if you were to kind of sit down and do the math, what you'll figure out is that either leaves you with tons of room for fats if you were to eat at that 100 grams of protein and at that 150 grams of carbs, mm -hmm. or it gives you the opportunity to eat more protein, mm -hmm. right? And less fats. So it gives people an ability to still have some wiggle room within their diet without having to be super rigid. Because again, if you try to take average Joe who, you know, just started their food journal last week and you try to say, Hey, I need this specific amount of grams of carbs, this specific amount of grams of protein, and this specific amount of grams of fat every single day, there's no chance they're making that happen. Yeah. It's just not realistic. Right? So I, I essentially try to give them like, I don't want to say boxes to fit in, but different limits and different minimums. Mm -hmm. Right. So that way they still have a little bit of freedom, but it's like, you know, okay, I hit my hundred grams of protein and I'm at my 150 gram carb cap, but I still have 500 calories left in the day. You know, I can go eat a steak or I can, you know, eat some chicken breast or I can have some eggs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you, you, want to, you want to fill that gap with the protein. Correct. But yeah. they have the freedom to fill it with the fat too. If they yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So that way they still feel like they have these options, but they're hitting their minimums. And it makes it just like more realistic for them. Exactly. And it's yeah. a building process too. So if they hit that super easily and super consistently all week, that next week, maybe we start that, manipulating mm -hmm, it that more for their week, benefit. Yeah. Exactly. That next week, we make that protein goal 120, mm -hmm. right? So now it's like, okay, well, that 500 calories I had left, well, I'm going to need to use, you know, X amount of it to, to get that protein up, but I still have that room with the fat. And you still right? got a little bit of wiggle room. Mm -hmm. So essentially, we're just, I just adjust knobs over time until someone really has the habits down. Because yeah. at the end of the day, man, if you can't handle the habits, which there's nothing wrong with, it's a skill in and of itself to mm -hmm. be able to track your macronutrients and to, to dedicate enough time, effort, and energy into it. So it's, it has to be a learning process, right? You gotta, you gotta crawl and then you gotta stumble and then you gotta walk and then you can run and then you can sprint. Kind yeah. Of, you know? Yeah. So you have, um, your clients, you have them tracking, you know, these macros and calories through like my fitness pal. Yeah. Typically my fitness pal. Um, but if people want to do a food journal, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. I just literally everybody and their mom who goes into my fitness pal, says that this is way better than just yeah you can easily figure out just search it up real quick boom click a button yep. and it's there yeah where people tend to struggle the most with that is like you know let's say you're going out to eat with the family and you're at like a random hole in the wall mexican restaurant and they're like well the macros weren't there for this specific oh, yeah. Mexican restaurant it's like dude mm -hmm. well then look up on the border or gloria you know what i'm saying like, yeah look, look up, up something look that's something very close. similar the thing you got to keep in mind with all of this, man, is number one, we're human. So our margin of error is absolutely massive. Mm -hmm. Number two, anybody and everybody can go into my fitness. You hear still trying to get yeah. <laughs> anybody and everybody on my fitness pal can go in and, and put in a food, can put in calories, can put it, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it's cause it's, it's not necessarily a social platform, but anybody can put it in. Yeah. Right? Very easy. Yeah, yeah. So that being said, like there's, there's just this margin of error as it is not to mention the FDA has their own margins that they can work within when they're putting, you know, calories and nutrition on labels and mm -hmm. things like that. So it's like, man, to again, make it appear, look more. Appealing. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, man, like you're really just trying to be as, as close as you can, but you're never going to be perfect. You know, if you have, you have this, this bullseye bullets and board, you know, whatever it's called, right? You're throwing darts, right? Yep. You have this whole circle here. Your goal is not to hit one bullseye. Your goal is to hit, you know, all of your seven days as close to that bullseye as you can, you know, because over time that's going to 
build up a lot more progress mm -hmm. than if you're you know hitting that bullseye mm -hmm. a couple times but mm -hmm. missing a lot of the other yeah times. exactly well and the thing is too is like there's not even anything magical about hitting the bullseye yeah like no, there's really not. not because the way it's this glorified all, it really exactly is, yeah. it's all it's all it's all doing it over time right so you know when i said i was talking about you know making adjustments to with people that's week by week Mm. Like, you know, if let's say I give you something certain and, you know, your weight jumps up, well, let's say we're trying to pull body fat off you and your weight jumps up three days in a row. Well, I'm still not going to make an adjustment yet because mm. it could be sodium. It could be water. It could be not sleeping. It could be all these different variables, but yeah. you know, so I'm going to give it a full well, over time. So when you're able to study that data, it'll be more clear as to why those fluctuations are happening. Sure. That's why you don't do it in the short term, correct? Sure, right. Yeah, but yeah. if I were to make adjustments every three days, that's not even enough time to know if it's working or not. Exactly, yeah. You know? Like you said, it could be the sodium, water, sure. water retention, whatever. Sure, so you got you have to at least give these things time. But my point in all that was that, you know, even if you were to hit the nail on the head perfectly every single day, number one, you'll probably drive yourself nuts doing it. Yeah. But number, but number two, we're going to make an adjustment probably next week anyways, mm -hmm. you know, unless we're getting exactly what we want. You know, some people, I have one guy who he's, um, he's about 17 or 18 right now and he's um, trying to grow and he's put on about 15 pounds so far. But we haven't made an adjustment in about six weeks because his weight's climbing. From the start? Uh, no, we haven't made an adjustment in about six weeks. We've been working together, gosh, probably about five months now, six months gotcha, now. Gotcha. But um, we just haven't had to make an adjustment in a while because his numbers have been continually climbing. And it's like, if, we're, nice, man. Yeah, if we're getting the progress we want, then that's perfect. You have to be a little careful when someone's gaining as well, because if they're gaining too quick, guess what? You're putting on body fat, man. Yeah. 100%. So, but it's, it's fun when he's a young guy like that, that's just interested in lifting heavy and putting on size. And, you know, he kind of started on the, the smaller, skinnier side. So it's mm -hmm. like, all right, man, let's load up the food. Let's train hard, sleep your eight, nine hours every night. And we're going to cruise. Gotcha. But, so um, just really quick, I want to recap yeah. to make sure that I understand when it comes to people wanting to, uh, specifically lose weight, when it comes to dieting, what they should do is one, track your food with my, or track your calories, uh, your protein and carbs with my fitness pal. Right. Um, two, you want to at least have a minimum of 0.82 grams of protein. Yeah. But you have to, you have to work your way up to that. If you're average Joe, yeah. you know, if you're somebody who's been in the fitness space for a while and you've been conscious of these things for a while, it's probably going to be a little bit easier for mm -hmm. you, but you know, it's, if you so just set like a starting point mm -hmm. with uh, something that's manageable. Yeah, exactly. Because this is also one of those things, man, that everybody's like, and I don't mean that I'm not throwing shade at anybody because literally everybody does this, but it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, I eat pretty healthy. I have like chicken for dinner and then, you know, I have veggies at lunch. Yeah, everybody says that. Man. Yeah. And then all but the then, other meals are like cinnamon rolls sure. for breakfast and then like a Chick-fil-A sandwich yeah, well, for lunch. Regardless, you sit there and you actually break down the calories and the macros and the serving sizes and it's like, dude, you're- A ton of fat, a ton of yeah, carbs. Yeah. And it's like, no, again, nobody's knocking you. This is just yeah, where no. you're at, but you're way off the mark. The goal is to become conscious of- mm -hmm these conscious yeah these habits that you should be building 100 and then thirdly is to set that carb cap right yeah or and, and you know what it doesn't the thing is, is it doesn't even have to be a carb cap it could be a fat cap if you're someone who's eating nothing but chocolate and almonds and all these random you know deep fried foods or something mm -hmm. like that like so it's, it's literally just essentially what you're trying to do is just be conscious you're trying to you're doing. kind of trying to corral yourself or trying to guide yourself in a certain direction mm -hmm. you know and that direction is upping your protein so that way we're building lean tissue 
you know, your body burns a lot of protein in digestion, so it's very efficient as a calorie. Yes. So, I mean, you just, we're trying to, to just move you, corral you in the right direction kind of thing. So, okay. So whenever you, you know, get these variables, you know, set in stone mm -hmm. and, you know, you choose to start, do you measure, you know, your progress with the scale and then you adjust from there? Or how do you measure, you know, where you're going? Couple, after so a couple different ways um you know if someone is you know let's say we're coaching together and you have a normal relationship with the scale yeah meaning like you know it doesn't it doesn't bug you to see it fluctuate or anything like that because some people man if, if they see it go up a pound the next day like it's it, scary to them. Yeah, yeah it throws them through a loop and that's okay you know some people are, are a little too tied to that number but let's mm -hmm. say you know you have a normal relationship with the scale and everything we're going to weigh in seven days a week yeah we're going to take your average and so, you know, let's say we have you at, again, that 2000 calories, 100 gram protein minimum, 150 gram carb cap, mm -hmm. and seven days pass, your average is down a pound and a half. Gotcha. We're cruising. We're yep. keep that the same. Maybe crank it up if you want to be a little bit more aggressive, but I'm going to, I'm probably going to keep that about the same. Mm -hmm. But let's say, you know, that average jumps or that average stays steady, then we got to make some kind of adjustment. But you always want to base it off your weigh-in average because, if, especially if you're basing it day by day, you're gonna drive yourself nuts. Yeah, man, I know that. Um, personally, I weigh myself every single morning, and usually I'll weigh around the same, if not maybe a pound higher, um, maybe like half a pound lower some days. Sure. But I'll tell you, by the end of the day, you know, I will gain. I'll probably gain, you know, six pounds, mm -hmm. seven pounds. Which that sounds crazy, yeah. But and then I'll wake up the next morning and I'll be right back at that same. Well, and that's it. I'm glad you said that because that's a big thing with weighing in. I should have said that earlier. At the exact it's same time, it's got to be first yeah. thing in the morning, naked after going to the bathroom. Yep. It has to be. <laughs> otherwise, oh, otherwise your variables are going to be all over the place. You know, yeah. we're talking about and that, that's where it can get very scary because you know you're reading, you're not reading correct data. You know, you're right. like if I was to weigh myself again in the morning at right now, I weighed 238 in the morning. And then let's say tomorrow I weigh myself at this time and I'm weighing 242. Yep. And then the next day I weigh myself a couple hours earlier yep. and I'm like 240. Yep. And then I weigh myself in the evening and I'm like 246. Yeah. So that's you cannot, you know, study that. That doesn't make yeah, any sense. You're exactly right. So essentially those weigh-ins mean nothing to you. Yeah. Because there's there's nothing there's nothing consistent about them. It's like, you know, let's say I wanted to go test my one rep max on squats, you know, and and, and one day I do it and the night before I slept eight hours, it was perfect, I carb loaded, you know, whatever. You did everything. And that I did you it and to I did took warm-up sets and I hit it first thing off the bat. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say the next time I hit it, I slept five hours a night. I drank the night before I hit, you know, three sets of lunges beforehand. And then I tried to hit yeah. it. It's not, you, you have to be consistent with these things. If you're trying to measure them, like you want to take away like as many, um, variables as you can in order exactly to get right. like the best, the best data for you. Yeah. yeah, you're exactly right. And it's never, um, it's, it's never going to be perfect. You know, no. it's, it's never going to be like, but you want to get it like as consistent as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, some, some people like if you have a normal nine to five or something like that, and you're getting up at the same time every day, like you can get pretty damn close to perfect. Yeah. You know, especially if you're kind of eating on the same routine and everything, but it, dude, it's one of those things that it's like, you know, let's say maybe you go out for sushi the night before and you have some soy sauce and all that and some sodium. And so you're holding some water and everything and all that rice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you kept your, you know, you kept calories in check. You, everything was, was on point as far as your calories and macronutrients go. But again, with that sodium, with that water weight, with the amount of time you sleep and all these different variables, like 
your weigh-in can pop right up, man. And that's so. why important. That's why it's important to take that average mm-hmm. instead of you know going you know one to three days at a time. You're exactly right because you know the same way that maybe you'll have that crazy night of sushi. You know, maybe there's another day where you're out of calories by 5 p.m. And so by the time you weigh yourself the next morning at 7 a.m., you haven't eaten for 14 hours. You yeah. know? So you're pretty empty. And mm-hmm. maybe that weigh-in's going to be a little bit low. So it, at the end of the day, like, your weigh-ins are just going to be all over the place. So you're just trying to, to plot that average so you can kind of get a little bit more of a line. Yeah, like little dots on the mm-hmm. yeah. So you're just looking to see a trend downward. Um, most people, and this is, again, going to depend on fitness level, level of leanness already, but usually I aim for like half a percent to a percent of total body weight a week. So what what does that look like? So if you're 300 pounds mm-hmm. and I want you to lose a percent of your body fat every week, I That'd want that average pounds. to go down. Yeah, three pounds every week. Got you, got yeah. you. Does that and make that, sense? Yeah, it does. So yeah. that for somebody starting to lose weight, if they want to lose it over a long period of time, you're recommending like just 1%. Well, you say a long period of time. Um, if I want you to build the habits and create a realistic approach, I believe you have to do it that way. I think so too. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, everybody's not exactly going to land that slow. Sometimes, you know, you, you'll lose. Yeah, I have one client and she, um, man, she hit it hard as all hell in her first week. She lost like 10 pounds. Yeah. But she had, you know, all the sodium inflammation, water weight and all these other things. Mm-hmm. And all of that came off, came right off her midsection. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, you have scenarios like that. Sure. But like once you've been at it for a while and you're looking for things a little bit more consistently, like you're looking to go, you know, maybe, maybe half a percent, a percent of total body weight a week. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, if you're someone who's gunning to lose five pounds a week, six pounds a week, seven pounds a week, like, okay, sure. Maybe you can do that in the short term. But if you're someone who's particularly starting at, I don't want to toss around the word like morbidly obese, but if you're someone who's already starting pretty big with not too great of habits, like I just think you're asking too much of yourself Yeah. and you're not going to be able to maintain that. It's it's the biggest loser effect, which we, which we talk about all the time, but it's yeah, like- Yeah, in that, in your email. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you need to approach this in a way that you can do it for the rest of your life. Maybe because not- the most important thing is building the actual habits. Yeah, because you are your habits, man. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this, but it's like, you know, this is not a short-term camp. Like, you know, you don't get to avoid your responsibilities and just focus on this. Like, life, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like in real life, you have all these responsibilities on your plate. You got to work 40 hours a week. You got kids, you got a dog, you got a house, you got a mortgage. You know what I mean? So you have all these different things and it's like, man, you have to approach this from a place that you can do it in your real life, in your real world. I know a lot of people when they see that I lost, you know, 110 pounds in two and a half months, they ask me how I do it and how they can do it. The very first thing I say is I did this during COVID. Mm -hmm. I was still getting paid without having to work when nothing was going on. And literally all that I had or all of like my thoughts, my actions, everything was tailored toward losing the weight. I had no other responsibilities, no, no -hmm. other, nothing. You know, I woke up, the goal was to lose weight. I would pursue that goal all day, go to bed. Yeah. Like I didn't have the nine to five. I didn't have, you know, kids, dogs. You couldn't go, you couldn't, you couldn't go anywhere. It was, it was the right. Exactly. Like, yeah. So when everything started to open back up, um, I had to put a complete stop to yeah. all that stuff, you know? Yeah. And you got to work. Yeah, man. I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to, you know, do the two hour long ellipticals. Uh, elliptical rides every day. I wasn't able to do the hour morning walk every day. I wasn't able to do the hour morning uh, walk every night. 
the midday workouts. I wasn't able to do any of that stuff. Right. So, and not only that, you know, from the lack of calories, um, I felt like passing out all the time. Yep. Is that healthy? You know, what, to what extent do you actually want to lose this weight? And especially when you're able to do it in the long run, mm -hmm. what's the point of doing it in the short term? Right. You know? Well, and the, the thing is too, is it's like, you just, most people are, are not going to be in that scenario or not going to be mm -hmm. in that situation. Cause even if it was, you that know, was literally a one, once in a lifetime scenario. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even if it was COVID, if you already had kids or if you had to work from home, you know what I'm saying? Like there's mm -hmm. already, that already wasn't applicable to everybody. So like in a crazy scenario like yours, where you were able to just dive in, like, it's good that you took advantage of that and obviously made the most of it, but most people just aren't in a place like that. Yeah. You know, even if you work from yourself or you work for yourself or you work from home, like it's, it's just, it's not very feasible to be able to expect yourself to make this crazy body transformation in just a couple of months. And yeah, another thing you gotta think about too, and this might just be like an instant gratification thing, but it's like, man, let's say it took you 10 years to gain the weight what in the hell makes you think it's going to take you two months to take it off? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and in your scenario, sure. That's a, no, that's a sure. really good point. But, like yeah. for, but for an average Joe that has everything else going on, like, man, it, it wasn't the one time that you ate McDonald's that made you morbidly obese. It was that it was your habit going home from work every day to stop there. Over years you know? and years. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. So as soon as you make your habit going straight home and going to the gym and then eating chicken breast and a salad, or, you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be that specifically. But my, my point here is, is like, you are your habits, man. You are you are how your habits culminate over time. Mm. So, I don't know. The the instant gratification approach is just it's so frustrating to see people like work themselves up and build themselves up, and it's like, oh, I only lost two pounds this week. It's like, dude, yeah, but do that every fucking week, and you've lost a hundred pounds in a year. That's that's a really good way to put it. Put yeah. it like Jordan Peterson says, it's all about the arithmetic, you know? Yeah, it's it's the way things compound, like. You've got to keep that in mind, man. Otherwise, it's just a, it, it's futile. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to just, you're going to beat yourself up. You're going to, you're going to rob yourself of that joy. Mm -hmm. So the name, it, it has to be realistic. It's, I'm not here trying to sell anything sexy. I'm not here selling, you know, lose 30 pounds in 30 days or something ridiculous like that. It's like, and dude, every single time I even see a post like that, or I see something like that, I'm like, so what do they look like in the next 30 days? Yeah. Cause I'll bet you some money. Not the same. Mm -hmm. Probably worse. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it, it's a damn shame that, and I don't know if this is a cultural thing. I think that we is. just want it quick or, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know. But again, not only that, but that's what's, that's, that's what gets like promoted. And that's what people, you know, praise mm -hmm. is these quick things mm -hmm. that a normal person, you know, wouldn't realistic, realistically be able to do. Yeah. Because it's cool to see. It, it is. Yeah. It's cool to see people lose a lot of weight really fast. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like, is it realistic for the situation that you're in? Yeah. You know, and a lot of the times it's not. Yeah. You know, you don't have all the resources that they had. You don't have all the, you know, lack of responsibilities that they had. Um, like I know one of my friends, he's in a weight loss competition right now and he's actually getting paid $5,000. Yeah. To win this weight loss competition. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, are you getting paid? money to you know lose a bunch of weight probably not like yeah what are these incentives yeah you know there's probably not that many incentives right exactly and so at the end of the day like you have to you have to format all of this into a way that like is, is long-term sustainable one of the things that, that i don't want to say like drives me nuts but like one of the yeah. things that, like yeah that really like, <laughs> gets me man is like you know let's say i'm 
doing a consultation call with someone maybe and then like you know how often usually in the gym oh maybe like twice a week and uh, and then you know we're talking about program design and everything and i'm like okay so how many days do you think you could commit to working out a week and they're like seven no i'm like dude <laughs> seven from two to seven yeah, yeah. You know, and then so you create this scenario of like, let's say I agreed and I was like, yeah, okay, seven. As soon as they miss a workout, we're out of loop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to, you got to take a step back, honestly, honestly evaluate and be like, what can I commit to? And then commit to that. Yeah. Let, let the time compound. Like, even if it's 1% better every week, let the arithmetic happen and mm -hmm. you're there. You Not know? only that, but when you get used to that 1% better and it becomes a part of like who you are and... You don't, you don't have to think about doing those habits. Mm -hmm. um, you're able to improve at another percent, yeah. you know? And then next thing you know, you're, you're a whole different person. Yeah. And so to kind of circle way back here. Way, way when, back. When, yeah. yeah. When we're talking about tracking progress, we use the scale in, in that regards and everything we just said. But a um, bit of a tangent. But also we'll take weekly progress pictures as well. Yeah. Because it's also one of those things that it's like, you know, man, if, if you're really hitting the mark, the scale might not really be moving, but you might be looking better every week. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing that's really important to look for as well is, is increased strength. Um, so, you know, week by week, if we're, you know, adding even just a couple pounds to each lift or even just a, a, a couple reps here and there, like, Hey man, a bigger muscle is a stronger muscle. Yeah. You know, not, not always, not perfectly, depending on training style, whatever you make that argument. But it's like, if you're progressing in the gym, if your pictures look better, if the scale's moving the way you want it to, we're cruising, man. Yeah. That's it. You're, you're rolling. So that's, those are kind of the main things that I look for when trying to be sure that, you know, with a client or with an online client or whoever that, you know, we're moving in the right direction. It's like, are we checking these boxes? Are we reaching these requirements? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, man, the scale really won't move much, but like if yeah. you're getting stronger and there's noticeable difference in the way your clothes fit and the way the pictures look, then the way you look in the mirror and the way you feel through your day, like that's pretty incredible. Yeah. So it's like, you can't get too, you can't get too tied to one thing. I feel yeah, like you, you have to caught take, up in it. You mm -hmm. got to look at, you got to take a step back. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and we're talking about body composition too, man. So like this morning I was a buck 65 and like, man, I'm pretty sure I graduated high school at a buck 65. Yeah. You well, I look at you. Well, you I'm just, yeah, it's, completely it's just, different. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. But it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you can't, it's, it's a, it's a buck 65 doesn't mean shit. It's a fucking, yeah. it's a fucking number on a, on a, on a machine. Yeah, man. You know, mm -hmm. it's one number on a machine that you could put on a pair of shorts and then it'd be a different number. Or you could drink a glass of water and then it'd be a different number. Yeah. And it's like, how much value are you going to put into that thing? It's mm -hmm. a tool. Like it's not, it's not a judge. It's not a, it's not God. It's not opening the gates or closing the gates. It's a, yeah. it's a tool. Use yeah. it as such. Yeah. You know, don't get so emotionally like attached to mm -hmm. that number, you know? Yeah. It's a, it, you call it a guide, right? If it's not doing what you want it to do, make a change. Yeah. Um, to put that into context also, I've been taking progress pictures. It used to be every morning, but now it's like maybe two times a week. Mm -hmm. And over the past two weeks I've gained, you know, I think a total of actually 20, almost 20 pounds. It's like 18 pounds. Yeah. Um, but my body composition looks better. Well, and you know? you've, been, you've been training really heavy again recently too, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so that goes, sense. that goes back to the muscle size, um, and back to, uh, the deception of the scale mm -hmm. just because it may not be lower. Um, that doesn't mean anything, you know, Sure. like my body composition is better 
and I gain 18 pounds. Sure. So what it's, does the scale really mean? Yeah, I mean, something you can even do in your scenario too is like, you could be measuring your waist as well. I mean, that's not a bad extra metric to have. Some that's a good idea, yeah. yeah I never thought about that. Yeah, and same thing, you know, same way you would take your weigh in in the morning is just take, you know, take measure around your waist and make sure it's not too tight, but it's just snug. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can keep track of that as you're gaining weight and, and growing as well. That's something that I really try to utilize in my off seasons because I'm someone who puts on fat relatively easily just because yeah. I was a fat kid. So like, you know, when I'm trying to gain weight, if I gain anything faster than, you know, half a pound on my average a week, it's probably going to be a little bit of extra fluff. So right. I really try to be on top of like measurements as well. But that's kind of like, I don't want to say that's extra because again, it's a good tool, but I would consider that more like in the bodybuilding realm, like not necessarily a, a have to need kind of thing. And I think the fact that you're thinking this way, that just shows to what can happen if you're conscious to, you know, the stuff over a long period of time. Sure. Like somebody who's, you know, starting off, they wouldn't think about doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would, but all this knowledge that you've built up on how to, you know, achieve this weight loss, achieve the body that you want and measure all of this stuff. It's because of building or yeah, it's because of being conscious of what you're doing and building these habits mm-hmm. and then slowly, you know, adding 1% of improvement, yep. you know, and next thing you know, you're where you're at right now well, with all this knowledge. Well, that's the thing too, man, is it's like, I appreciate that, but it's like, it, it's, it's just paying attention. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, it's really funny because that's one of the things my clients and I talk about the most is like, especially if it's someone who's been in the gym for a while, you know, after we go through a few sessions, they'll be like, Hey, I I was watching that guy on the pull down. He was just kind of swinging around and not like, did you see that? And I was like, watch man. That's how 95% of the people move in a gym is Mm -hmm. not consciously, not attentively. And it's like, that's the same way with, with eating habits, sleeping habits, like stress habits, like all these things is like, how many times in the day are you floating? Like how many times in the day is your brain off to these things? And it's like, if these things matter to you and you want to make change here, like these are things that require your attention, yeah. not undivided. It's not like it needs to consume your world, but it's like, man, if you're someone who needs to lose 30 pounds and your health depends upon it and it's important to you, like you better start reading nutrition labels. It, well, it's just, and it's not, in my opinion, man, it's not asking a lot, no. write down what you eat the way in. I mean, I've, I've thought about, even like asking someone who's brand new, who's like really ready to get into it, like to bring a timer or something, mm. like click that timer every time you write something down and click it again. You know what I mean? And just realistically keep track of how long it takes you through your day. Because oh, for, yeah. for me now, man, when I sit down and I, you know, do my fitness pal on my phone, I don't think it takes more than three to five minutes out of my entire day, mm-hmm. you know? Meal prep and stuff like that aside, but I'm just saying like the actual conscious habit of tracking it itself. It's three to five minutes it's out of not, 24 hours. It's not that's much, nothing. man. Yeah. And, and if, especially again, if you're someone who that's high on your totem pole, that's, that's chump change, man. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's, that is not a big requirement to, to be moving in the right direction. You know, if you're someone who, you know, you want to save money, you write a budget. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're someone who, you know, you're trying to go somewhere, you get a map. Yeah. You have to, you have to be realistic with these things. Like you can hope and you can try your hardest and it might work. Like mm-hmm. it, it might get you in the right, the right way, but like, is it optimal? No. Is it sustainable? Probably not. Yeah. Like you have to build a relationship with these things. And I think that goes back to our last podcast actually the like whole environment design thing. Like another thing um, to put this into context is I was horrible with my spending habits, a little bit off tangent, but 
one thing that drastically improved my spending habits was getting a notification on my phone whenever uh, something would be taken out. So now nice. that yeah, now that I'm conscious uh, about what I'm spending and you know my subscriptions and all of that, I barely spend money now. Yeah. and it was it it was only from that one change, just putting it in front of my face. Yep. So how can you do that with your fitness goals? Yep. That's and all I, you got to think yep. about. And, and half the time, you know, that week one, someone starts their food journal, they're like, oh man, I didn't, I didn't realize how often I was eating the snack. Right? And just that week one, mm -hmm. like that change, that it's going to, the effect that it's going to have on your thought process when it comes to what you consume. Right. And like how you actually think about food. Right. It's going to exponentially change. Um, right your habits. Right. It well, really is. Right. And that's, that's kind of the cool part too, is it's like when someone's in that scenario and if they are being conscious, like, like the goal is to get them to be, I don't have to say anything, mm -hmm. you know, they're like, I want to lose 30 pounds. And then they see they have Doritos on four of the seven days of their food journal. It's like, Oh, that's probably, I have to eat. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, you know, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so it's like, I don't even have to say anything about that, man. A lot of the times people will, will auto correct on their own or they're like, Oh, my coach is going to see that. I probably don't want to write that down. So I yeah. won't eat that, you know? And then part of that is being able to be honest with yourself and truthful with yourself. And, you know, once in a blue moon, it does happen that, you know, someone is, you know, willing to, to be decept deceitful or deceptive, whatever, and not be honest with themselves, not be mm -hmm. honest with me. Yeah. And so, you know, you're hurting yourself at the end of the I, day. Yeah, man, yeah. I agree. Cause it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if I give you certain goals to reach and either you can't hit them or you're choosing not to hit them, I need to know because, yeah, because, because then you need to adjust. Exactly. As, as You're exactly coach, right. Yeah. I need to know how am I going to steer this thing a little bit differently, especially, and the part that's most frustrating is when it's, when we don't have that level of honesty or that level of trust. And, you know, I'm, I'm under the assumption that they're following the plan and they're not, mm -hmm. then my brain's going crazy of, oh man, what, why what, is this not working? Yeah, like, why, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have to be whether you're working with a coach or not, like you have to be dead honest with yourself, man. You yeah. have to be, you have to be really truthful with yourself mm -hmm. because otherwise like nobody's holding you accountable, you know, nobody's and, saying anything to you. Yeah. If you're not holding yourself accountable and you know, you're not letting your coach hold you accountable, then who's going to hold you accountable? Nobody. Yeah. You're just going to start steering off. And the more you steer off, like the worse, those measurements and the data that you can actually work with is going to be mm -hmm. like, I remember, um, when I first, when I very first got coached, it was by this coach named Josh Bryant. He's an amazing coach. And at the end of my powerlifting prep, I started missing lifts, but in the actual, you know, thing that I had to fill out to show him what I was doing, I started lying and saying that I was, you know, hitting the correct lifts. Yeah. And next thing you know, you know, a week later, I wasn't, you're behind even more. I wasn't able to hit anything yep. that I was supposed to be hitting. And when my powerlifting meet came up, I missed, I almost bombed out because, yep. um, I was lying to myself and lying to my so coach. So did you go like three for nine or at that meet or? Yeah, bro. I, yeah. No, I went, I got one squat. I got two of my benches and I shouldn't have got my deadlift, but I got my deadlift. Sure. So you went four for nine. Yeah. Because you weren't being honest with yourself. Right? Exactly. Well, and all that work. Yeah. You know, well, and it, you know, it's funny too, is I've kind of similar scenario for me is when I was prepping for my first show and I don't, you, you call this ego and I might've talked about this before. You call this ego, you call it 
not being honest, you can call it whatever you want. But I was so convinced that I was going to win my first show, like in my class, because I was 17, I was doing teen division. And you hear all these stories about Arnold and all these people like, oh, he won his first show and didn't, yeah. you know, wasn't even trying. And so I was like, okay, well, that'll be me, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so, man, like I remember my worst, worst habit was I was working at Starbucks at the time and I used to eat like the frosting off the top of like these little like pastry things. Dude, really? I probably, dude, I probably owe <laughs> Starbucks so much money uh-huh. just with how many drinks I gave away and how many pastries I was eating. Dang. But anyways, where I'm going with that is like, yeah, man, I was telling my coach I was, I was on point. I was like, oh, yeah, and no. he was like, you're just, you're not getting lean. You're not getting lean. And so come to showtime, man. I'm nowhere close to being lean enough. Granted, through the whole process, I lost 50 pounds. So I thought I was on top of it, mm-hmm. but like, it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I was being dishonest with myself. I was, I was blinded by ego. I was blinded by, you know, dishonesty, whatever you want to call it. Like you have to be able to take a step back and detach and be like, Hey dude, you're bullshitting. Yeah. That's what it takes, man. Yeah. So I want, I want to do the whole, a whole like a gather yeah. up real quick. Yeah. Circle yeah. yeah. So Shoot whenever whenever you're wanting to lose weight the first thing you need to do is want to actually make that goal and make some kind of plan that is actually doable for yourself yeah and in that plan when it comes to dieting what you need to be doing is shooting for a good protein intake you know start off with something that's doable yeah and you were saying start food journaling figure out what your protein intake is and then every week try to increase it by that's a, that's 20, a really good by, point by so 20, start by 20 grams until you mm-hmm. get to 0.82 grams per body pound and then if you're really trying to build some tissue maybe you crank it up a little bit past got you but it doesn't don't don't expect yourself to find 150 grams of protein a day if you're someone who's never tracked a calorie in a day of your life mm-hmm. you know but go on sorry no you're good and then um when it comes to carbon take do something that's like you you were saying one set a carb cap sure yeah and, and create and create something for yourself and, and that's going to be you know pretty variable dependent upon person to person but you know to be honest with you i'm usually basing that number off of their total calories mm-hmm. so you know maybe if you have it's hard for me to set up an example because it's also based off their protein minimum as well so it's a very personalized thing but you know if you're tracking those calories and tracking those macronutrients maybe figure out what a normal day of carbs is for you and cap it a little bit lighter than Okay, gotcha. You know, but I would say don't start with something ridiculous like 50 or, or even 100 might be kind of low right off the bat, depending upon who you are. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. But, and then the things to measure the progress, you know, toward your goal would be checking the average of your body weight um, measured at a consistent time yeah, you every weigh, morning. You, man, you can weigh three days a week, five days a week, seven days a week, but you want to be basing it off averages. Yeah, check that average. And then uh, progress pictures and... You know, if you can't, or if you want to, the waist Measure, measurements, yep. correct? Yep. Measure stuff around the waist. Look to be getting stronger, more efficient. That's in the right. Gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one too. Just as far as like, you know, if you're adding a rep or two to big exercises every week, or you know, you're going up in strength. Oh, while maintaining technique, obviously. But like, if you're doing all those things, like, yeah, you're moving in the right direction, man. You're 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 on the path. Okay, gotcha. Right. Awesome. Right. Is that it? We good? I think so. All right. We made it. Let's do it. Cool. PTC cast episode three. Thank you all for watching. I'm Alex Martin. You can find us at progress through change. This is Chris Saldana. You can find him at, is your app Chris Saldana? Saldana. Oh, it's Cholito Saldana. Okay. It'll be in the description. If y'all have anything you'd like to hear us talk about, any questions, comments, concerns, political views, religious beliefs. um, Oh, we're going to go that route. No, we're not. (laughs) 
<laughs> leave them in the comments below. Thank so, you. No, <laughs> leave them in the comments below. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye-bye.